Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Great to have your company. Me, Jimmy Williams, alongside the great man, the former docker, Paul Hazelby. How are you, Hayes? I'm going well. Wow, we, Jim. That's a nice introduction you've given me there. I think that's the best one I've ever had on this show from you. Are you feeling okay, my friend? I'm fine, mate. I'm flying. How are you? How was your trip to Kalgoorlie last week? Of you... course, a big game down there and you called it so well. Yeah, it was a fascinating game of football. Had never been out to Kalgoorlie. Hey, so... Did you go over the super pit? Did you see the super I pit? S- I'm not sure if I did nah. see it. I well, you know if you've seen it. Well, I got the window seat like you said, but I think I might have missed it. Mm. I don't know why. I was looking for it on your advice. Massive. Didn't see it. You know what, you know what happened, though? I actually bumped into two guys I played junior footy with. Is that right? Who I haven't seen in Were years. Were you a good player? No, it's terrible. you've got a lot of friends in footy, don't you? Particularly up around West Perth, the Waffle. You've got a lot of close mates that play for West Perth. Coming through, we had such a talented bunch. There was... So many that ended up playing at the West Perth Footy Club and others that probably could have but were struck down by injuries or chose to chase other careers. Me, I was no good. But those <laughs> blokes, they carried me. Um, three, We won three flags in right? my junior career, which was brilliant because we had some of the best – I still stand by this, Hayes. Some of the best young talent in the country that didn't go on to get drafted and a few were very, very close. Wow, Jim. That's a big call, mate. They were close. Yeah. Very good players. So how many from that team got drafted? None from my team. Yep. Uh, Bradley Hill, of course, who played 200 games last weekend, is a Quinn's product, but he was a year older. And then underneath him, the 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 year of the 94, so much talent that came through. Uh, I don't think any of them actually went on to get drafted, but a lot was so close. But mm. it was such a talented draft pool in that year. Uh, like we had, just for just for context, at Quinn's, we had – two teams of 30 players. So we had 60 guys in under 16s. And there were guys who weren't able to get a game because the rules of the district only allowed you to name 27 or 28. So it was a really tough time for the people that were managing the district. But, yeah, a lot of talented guys. I know it sounds silly, doesn't it? Because none of them actually went on to get drafted in the AFL system, but they were almighty close. Big call by you. But there has been some breaking news too with, of course, the news with Matt Tabernard not getting through training. And, of course, this is a massive game, isn't it, for Fremantle? Huge. At the MCG, the only time they play Mm. at the MCG. How do you feel about that? Because clearly they have to go there to win a premiership. It's not ideal for some of those teams that only play there once or twice. No. Uh... In recent years, we've seen the grand final hasn't been played at the MCG, but we know it's going to be there this year and probably for the next 40 to 50 years. So if you're a club that is succeeding, then you want to be playing these Mm. big games at the MCG. And later on in the year, Hayes, they've got marquee games which have been fixtured for Marvel. So that would be frustrating for JL and his troops, but you can only control what you can control. Uh, They went to Geelong and they did it. They've got a chance to, you know, 
front up on the G once this week. I hope they go all right. I hope it's a really cracking and good game of football, but, gee, I hope it doesn't rain for them. Mate, you sound like Ross Lyon. Just control the controllables, but <laughs> Jake Bowie, I want to mention him. What a player. 17 straight wins mm. from debut. Albert Lauder, remember him? No. No, because he played for Collingwood in 1926. Okay. So I don't think you would remember him. He won 18 from debut. Wow. 18 straight. So if he wins this one, he equals him. And then next week, I'm not sure who Melbourne plays. I'll just have a bit of a look. They play Sydney. He Ooh. would go past and break that record, Jake Bowie. He would just be loving the game of footy. He would be thinking it's easy. I lost 17 in a row once, <laughs> and he's won 17 in a row. How would you feel? Like a loser. Well, when you're playing pro sport, Hayes, <laughs> the aim is to obviously win. So uh, I'm uh, oh, thanks, I'm, Jim. I'm feeling for you. I was uh, trying. But I'm hoping for Jake and his own individual circumstance that uh, the Ds can get the job done. But I'm sure there's plenty of Freo fans listening to the program today, Hayes, that are hoping the exact opposite. Let's hope they can improve their game plan should the rain come to the MCG. Imagine the best, DM Breaker, distributors of the world's best rock breakers, dmbreaker.com. .au. Huge game of footy between the D's and Dockers later on today. Stay with us on Off the Bench. We'll be back after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, alongside former Docker Paul Hazelby. Hope you're having a cracking day. Hayes, let's get into the dig. Dial before you dig the essential first step. Roland Garros is on. There's plenty to talk about. Who are you firing up at this weekend? Well, I'm talking tennis, but it's not at Roland Garros. I'm mm. talking about Nick Kyrgios and Bernard Topping. Those two blokes. Like, obviously out there, public feud on social media. But yeah. I don't want to dig too hard because I actually like the idea of the concept that Bernard Tomic came up with. He <laughs> wants to put out a million dollars for a winner-takes-all <laughs> tennis game or boxing match. Now, I reckon everybody <laughs> in Australia would love to see that, but I want to put the two together. So you play tennis, you put a million dollars up on the line, and then you have a boxing ring on the court off to the side. So if at any stage throughout the game it gets a bit unruly, they will. can just duck over. It will, absolutely. Duck into the ring, throw some punches. I reckon a TV network would pick that up. I reckon the crowd would be sold out for a one-off, and maybe we sell it as a retirement fund for Bernard Tomic, who <laughs> gave us maybe an ounce of excitement when he first came onto the scene and made the semi-final at Wimbledon. Certainly lost his way, though, oh, hasn't he, Bernard? Yeah, but this is his way of getting back into the spotlight. And remember, he came out just three months ago. He's like, I'm, I'm changed. I'm different. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to try and get back and win some games, qualify for some tournaments. It hasn't been the case. So for him, this is probably what he wants to get some media attention once more. Why do you think he's like, the, not just him, but why do you think so often we see individuals in tennis lose their way? It is an individual yeah, sport, exactly. but they That's do have it. the support of, of uh, Tennis Australia and plenty of key figures, but why do they just lose their way, do you think? Especially these two. Team sport is massive, and so many life lessons are gained from team sport because people put you in your place. Remember these tennis players, from the age of 11, mm. they're seen as the next big thing. Like, a lot of time, effort's thrown at them, and everything's on their own terms. Um, naturally, here in Australia, through that period, we wanted somebody to really stand up on the back of Leighton Hewitt, who had just uh, come to the end of his career, so Bernard was one, Nick Kuros was one, and they're not the only ones. We see a lot of behaviour around the tennis world with throwing rackets. They're all these young kids that just don't get the lessons taught to them early enough. They get away with so much, and even their own tournaments 
let them get away with so much now. Did you see during the week Andre You Rublev? showed me it. Yeah, you seen yeah, the video? Yeah, and I normally get really frustrated. So don't get me fired up about them, but I don't care anymore because this is what they deserve. Yeah. Like, and I don't want somebody to get hurt, but maybe it's good that somebody does get hurt, hopefully not too bad, for them to actually grow up and realise that their sport has just missed the entire point and fallen so far behind every other sport in the world. So if you didn't see it, Andre Rublev whacked a ball. He, he dropped the first set at one of his matches at the French Open. He whacked a ball which hit the base of a chair, which then ricocheted and nearly hit one a volunteer, Hayes. Mm. Nearly hit a volunteer. It was, a kid! It was centimetres away from his eyes. Um, and the force actually made him knock his own hat off because he went to protect his face. It, it is a horrible look for the sport. Did he go on to win? Uh, he, he went on to win that so match. So he's still in the tournament. Because you go back to um, go back to Novak Djokovic at the US Open a few years ago where he hit the ball into the crowd. He was banned right there and then. Yeah, they, so I'm not sure there's any difference in this one. And maybe he should have been straight away. And this is the issue that the different governance of the different majors mm. and the different tournaments where tennis needs to unite and be stronger. Yeah. Because like you say, one day something worse may happen and – We've been leading up to it. We've seen it. Yeah. It's just that the repercussion hasn't been as severe as it could be, but one day it will. And that CEO, he'll have to step down at that particular time. I can't remember his name, the ATP CEO. Don't go to your phone and get it out, but he will be the one that pays the ultimate price. Hayes fired up for the dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. We'll be back with more on Off the Bench after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Hope you're having a cracking weekend. And this interview was far too good not to be replayed. Earlier this week, Hayes and Marto catching up with star Wildcat Todd Blanchfield, who's recommitted to stay with the Wildcats for another few seasons. Blanchfield reveals why he wanted to stay with the Perth Wildcats and find out a little bit about his unique passion he has outside of basketball. Welcome to the show. How are you, Todd? Good, guys. How are you going? I am talking about Todd Blanchfield, of course, a star sharpshooter. We're going well, mate. How are you feeling? Was it an easy decision to stay here in the West? Yeah, when it came came down to it, I think sort of, I guess, to be a part of that core group in, in the Wildcats was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, to, to really be able to build that, you know, I had a lot of, bit of a think about it from last year and it sort of left a bit of a bad taste in my, in my mouth the way it ended. And, yeah, I think we've got to be able to continue to build from that. And I think we've got some unfinished business. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the next three. You're currently back in your home state of Queensland playing for Rockhampton. Now, he's, he actually grew up in Mackay. Mackay wanted him to play for them. And instead, he chose Rockhampton. Really? Returns, scorches Mackay for 38 points. I saw that the other day. 38. <laughs> Mate, some people. What's it like being back in Queensland and playing some incredible basketball? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've got uh, nieces and nephews I hadn't even met yet. So it was really good to be able to meet them for the first time. And, um, yeah, just to see a lot of family time. You know, Jess and I have been back a couple of times now. So it helps when our family and friends are all in the same place. But, yeah, no, it's, it's great to get home. I mean, North Queensland this time of year is a... Beautiful part of the world, so I'm just soaking up the a uh, lot of lot of time at the beach and a lot of sun. Todd, how many three pointers in that 38? Uh, it was five, I think. Is that all? Yeah, that's it, mate. Uh, oh, I'm not I did, anymore. I did read today that you <laughs> broke the record at the Perth Wildcats last season for the most three pointers ever in a season. Is that true? Um, I, I wouldn't think so. 
That's think news was, to me if that was the case. Might have been two years ago. I think he broke my record. No, nah. nah, not mine. <laughs> was it yours? Yeah, I better go check that article <laughs> again. But uh, I'm certain I read it. But uh, yeah, over to you, Mark. Yeah, two seasons ago. I think he just might have been. We'll, we'll double check that. Hey, I do want to ask about your time back in North Queensland because we've had a text come through from M Norton saying, ask Todd about the time he asked me to t- hold his boat in whilst you're back in Townsville in knee-high deep water and apparently about a week later they spotted a 2.5 metre crocodile there where you've asked Norto to get in the water. So, yeah, thanks for texting <laughs> that through, M. Norton. Is there any truth to that story, Todd? I mean, if anyone knows Mitch Norton, I think it's a little bit dramatic. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I did get him to hold the boat and I'm not sure it was knee-deep water and, yes, there was a crocodile spotted there, but... Yeah, I think when if you tell listen to Mitch tell the story, it's uh, it's very dramatic, and we'd expect nothing less, right? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get his version of it. We'll get him on the show to, uh, to have his version. Hey, I do want to ask you about the real the real reason you've decided to sign a three year deal with the Perth Wildcats. Now, obviously, the major sponsor of the Wildcats are Pentanet. Pentanet own their own gaming team, and I believe you'd like to enjoy gaming. I just want you to listen to a little bit of audio, and just so our listeners know. Mitch Norton was filming this without you knowing. There's no one else in the room, but you do have the headphones on and you're playing something, and I'll ask about it afterwards. Oh, hello. Hey, boys. I'm on, I'm on, uh, we uh, get expected to get, oh, I'm in trouble here, lads. Yeah, I'm dead. Oh, nice punch. Oh, no, punch. <laughs> You're kidding. You're kidding. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help myself. I said, Norto, do you have anything I can set Toddy up with? And straight away, within seconds, that video came through. But it does seem like you enjoy your gaming. You were getting right into that. I feel like, I mean, you would know, Damo, the, uh, just the competitive background, no matter what it is. It could be, uh, it could be video games. It could be basketball. It could be... Uh, what movie Jess and I are going to watch at night? You know, it's going to be it's, everything's a competition. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like when I play, I play to win with most things. Star Wildcat Todd Blanchfield there speaking with Hayes and Mardo earlier this week. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Angus Dewar from the Subiaco Footy Club ahead of a huge clash today with East Frio. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Well, they started the season slow, the Subiaco Lions. They're the reigning premiers. They got out of jail last week with a huge fourth quarter from Ben Sokol and Ryan Borchette out in Kalgoorlie. And Angus Dewar is one of their star defenders, and he had a chat earlier this week with Hayes and Mardo about the Lions and how they intend to keep on pushing forward in season 2022. G'day, Angus. Welcome to the show. G'day, gents. How are we? We're going well, mate. How was Kalgoorlie, the trip down there? Out there, uh, it was beautiful out there, mate. It was, uh, yeah, it was unreal. Went out, saw some kids, and did some clinics on the Thursday, Friday with a couple of local legends. And yeah, they were the stars of the show. And I took back seat for that. And then to, to play the game on Saturday in front of a, a big crowd was awesome. Look, you helped with the kids Thursday, Friday, one footy on Saturday, but you seem to be leaving something out. What'd you get up to on the Sunday, mate? Uh, sat around in a blackout. Kalgoorlie had a blackout. Oh, here I was trying to do my research, put a bit of effort in. I got, I got told, ask him about the Kalgoorlie races. They all headed out there, but I guess not. Did you go to the races? Uh, no, not quite. There was uh, There's two pubs in town that actually have power. Uh, they have a generator that kicks in um, when the power goes out. Apparently it happens a bit and no one else has thought of it yet. Yeah, right. Good research there from uh, Mardo. <laughs> but what about the mayor of Kalgoorlie, Ryan Borchetti? He kicked the four goals. He's from Kalgoorlie. Was he strutting around or was he, has he been strutting around the whole week? 
He missed out the uh, four-foot mullet he's got out the back as well. <laughs> so uh, business up the front, three-day bender at the back. It's uh, it's unreal. It's good to see him full flight. He goes up for his big jumps, and yeah, yeah, it's unreal. It looks like a bride's veil. <laughs> he can play, though. Uh, him and Ben Socko, eight goals between them. Is it the best uh, one-two combination in the league? Uh, well, I haven't seen – we haven't played everyone yet, um, and I'm obviously playing up the other end on everyone else's one-two combo, but – um, I have to train against them every week. And, yeah, they're very good. When they're on song and we can get it to them well, they are very hard to beat. It was a good win, though, wasn't it? Uh, the last quarter, you left it to the last minute but came home flying. Uh, a lot of your senior players really stepping up. I'd love to say that was part of the plan. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we rallied the troops. Um, bit of rain helped, um, I think, helped our cause there. Um, obviously, Swan Districts have some, some really good tall marking backs, Um but I think the rain um, and then, yeah, the get-up-and-drive of some of the senior players. Um, Lee Kitchen had a huge last quarter. Um, Benny Sokol, who's in the leadership um, group now, he obviously stood up and had a really big last quarter. And Ryan Borchett also has been in the leadership group before, um, obviously missed last year with injury. So it's probably the only reason he's not in our leadership group. But um, those guys really stood up. Um, even Drew Road down back was huge. Mate, a bit of a slow start to the season, especially by Lions standards, but you've turned it around. What do you put it down to? Because it's some good footy at the moment. I wouldn't say we've turned it around. We're, we're on the winning side. We <laughs> snuck over the line of East Perth by a kick on the death knock, thanks to Maxi Walters. And, uh, yeah, we didn't really want to leave Kalgoorlie with tail between the legs last week. So we're, we're getting there and we're, we're finding ways to win, but we certainly haven't had it hit our straps yet. What about the mid-season draft? Who's going to be selected from your club? Is there anyone worth selecting this year? There's a couple of stars floating around. Um, young Stiffy Gyro is going very well, um, but we'd love to keep him around. Obviously, we'd be stoked if anyone gets their opportunity. But, uh, mate, I would, I'm genuinely surprised no one's taken a proper look at Ryan Borchett um, mm. before. He's, he's bloody hard to play against. And outside of Lee Kitchen, I don't think anyone works harder in our team um, presenting options and working really hard up forward to create chances. Angus Dewar from the Subiaco Footy Club, star defender, former Hawk, played with the Eagles earlier this season as a top-up player, a very genuine person. Great to have him on the show with Hayes and Mardo earlier this week. Hayes, we're out of time. We'll do it all again next Saturday morning off the bench. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.